I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey guys, uh, this week I wanted to talk about Audrey Assad. The whole episode isn't really going to be completely about her, but I think it is a good opening talking point. Um, last, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, I went through uh, to find her on Instagram to follow her. There's a couple of her worship songs I really like. And then as I was looking, I was like, I, okay, so I found Audrey Assad, but surely this is not the same woman because this is not the same woman. And, um, and then I was like, how many Audrey Assads are out there? Surely, surely this has to be her. So as I was kind of, you know, looking more into what was going on, uh, come to find out she had decided to, you know, leave the Christian faith to deconstruct her beliefs, to reinterpret what faith meant to her and who God was. And, um, I think anytime, you know, when we find people who have, a platform for God, and they have used their voice before to um, really talk about Him and and to glorify Him, and then to find that they turned around and um, and left Him and left the faith is really disheartening. Not to say that we cannot find um, some kind of I don't know if like sympathy is the right word of knowing what the struggles are or if you've also kind of been in a place where you've had a crisis of faith you know like what do I believe like do I believe this stuff like what is going on or you've got some hurt that happened and it made you kind of question a lot of stuff and I've been there before um and you know just a side note uh, if you haven't heard me say before if you're going through a hard time where you're really questioning your beliefs or what the Bible says or who God is or any of this kind of stuff, uh, like don't make a decision right then and there, you know, or don't, um, really try to seek the world out for their wisdom, like keep pushing through it. And I know, you know, if you're listening to this, you're not a believer, that probably sounded crazy. (laughs) Um, and I don't mean like fake it till you make it, but a lot of times because we have spiritual warfare going on, um, you know, Satan sends a fog and we get in this fog and then we question everything. We get really confused. And if you're not leaning on the word of God and who God is and who you know him to be and his promises, and you don't choose to really walk through that wilderness, you know, um, then what you're going to do is decide to build a house and live in that fog and park it there and be like, well, I guess this is where I live. (laughs) And now I've got to make up some sort of beautiful scene here because I'm not in the promised land and this is kind of confusing what is life um so one of her instagram posts she talked about her tripping in mushrooms you know she's you know smoking pot doing all this stuff and it like opened up her mind and and oh gosh y'all like I don't know if y'all have ever done drugs before um I haven't done like everything out there you know smoke pot done ecstasy or whatever and I've you know drank and I've done pills and I think having times where I have hallucinated, you know, or been enlightened, I guess if you're, you know, not, um, biblical, you would say things that are not biblical. Like, you know, you saw the light, you really had your eyes open to really what, who God was and what the world was. And it is just one of the biggest lies from Satan. I mean, if drugs and alcohol weren't, um, such a foothold for people and, it is really a trap um, because you're not of sober mind. And if you're not of sober mind, how can you see 
who the Lord is. How can you see what the truth is? You can't even walk straight. You're not even seeing real stuff in front of you, you know? So why are we going to do substances that, um, that really, I mean, you can't be trusted to make decisions. You can't drive a car, <laughs> you know? So let's, let's try not to put, uh, well, first, don't do drugs, okay? That's number one. But two, uh, if you've had an experience or you've heard somebody have an experience, don't put any weight in that. Um, you know, Satan and demons, they are real. And if you want to mess with that stuff and see stuff he wants you to see, you know, good luck to you. Uh, don't advise it. Uh, it's uh, just really bad and scary and demonic path to go down. And if you think you're going to be enlightened and find God's truth through that, that is, uh, that, that is exactly what the enemy wants you to think. It's just really frustrating. Anyways, okay, so, um, so she kind of went down through that path. And then now she is really into like counseling people into how to uh, just kind of, I guess, achieve some sort of like spiritualness and one with the universe and, hey, may the force be with you or whatever hippie stuff is going on. Um, and it just sucks. Gosh, it just sucks. Um, because we should all, every single one of us, be using our voice to point people to Christ, not to keep putting uh, wool over their eyes uh, to to their own demise. And again, not to say, like, I'm not trying to rag and hurt too hard because I know we've all had struggles, or some of us have. I have had struggles before, but we should be ashamed of those struggles. We shouldn't be, you know, and anyway, whatever, moving on, moving on for that, you know, and who's to say, like, really what her relationship was with the Lord before all this. I mean, the words that she would write in these worship songs, I mean, they really resonated with me. They were beautiful and, um, and really made me connect with the Lord. And I think God can use these things, no matter what people's choices are to glorify him. But I think that, um, you know, apparently she was raised in, a Christian home with these fundamental beliefs, you know, and, um, and I think sometimes we also have to look at our lives and say, like, are we doing these things? Are we checking off these boxes? Are we walking this road and raising our family this way or living this way because it's something our family did, you know, or is, or have we made it our own? Is it like a real relationship between us and Christ? Um, and, and maybe she never had that real relationship between her and Christ. Maybe she never made that her own and she was just trying to kind of go through the motions that her parents taught her, whatever the case may be. Um, either way, we are all, every single one of us, accountable for our choices of whether we re reject Christ or not, period, the end of all that. So I, I um, employee, employee, is that the right word? <laughs> to just really check your heart and to see do you have a personal relationship with Christ? Like, what are you doing and why are you doing it? Um, look into that, you know, press into that. Uh, search for the truth, not by doing drugs. That's opposite of finding the truth. Um, but you look around and you see so many people who used to profess Christ um, and glorify him in, in different things, whether they were, you know, preachers or uh, musicians or whatever. And now you know, there's a huge crisis of the faith and deconstruction of the faith and all this kind of stuff. And, um, you can give it whatever fancy name you want to give it. Um, 
but I think when we are choosing to say, hey, you know, I'm just, I'm kind of reinterpreting my faith. I'm, I'm deconstructing like my old beliefs or the traditional ones to, you know, what I really feel like God is. And all that is, is idol worship because you are now saying the Bible is not true. The God of the Bible is not really who God is. I'll tell you who I feel God is, but hey, maybe God is different to you. And, you know, maybe God is just relative and truth is relative. And then we're back in that crazy merry-go-round of things that, you know, where truth is actually truth and it's not really real and everything is, you know, for interpretation. And that's not how that goes. Uh, Truth is truth. Um, When I've had my crisis of faith before or in separate times, you know, I'm ashamed to say it wasn't like just a one time where I had issues about stuff, but where I was rebellious against the Lord, there was never a time where I could denounce who God was or, uh, you know, just say like, I don't believe in God anymore because no matter what choices that I, I was making at the time, um, or how I felt about things, I could, I just could not deny the truth though. The truth still was that God is who God is. God never changes. You know, the Bible's still true. No matter how I act and feel about things, I can't say that uh, now we can rewrite what is fact and what is true. Um, And if you believe in God and and you believe in the Bible, you believe that those are the facts. Those are, um, that is the truth for all this. And, And when we reconstruct and reinterpret faith in who God is, uh, you know, we're no better than the Israelites when you read in the Old Testament where they're like making a graven image, you know, <laughs> like, hey, uh, yeah, we're not really down with whatever God wants us to do. That's kind of like a lot of rules. And actually, I kind of just want to do what my flesh wants to do and that lust. And so I think I'm just going to make a God with my hands. Okay. And I'm gonna call him God. Like I know I literally just use this wood <laughs> that, you know, I chopped down a tree, took some wood or melted this gold. And I literally just fashioned this thing with my hands. And now I'm going to play like Barbies, you know, we're just going to play pretend and I'm going to call this God and I'm going to even, you know, waste food and bring it sacrifices. Or, Hey, I might even like really kill babies and sacrifice babies to it. That's a good idea. Um, I think a lot of all these things, when we, whether you're physically making an idol with your hands or you are constructing this idea of who God is when it's apart from the Bible it's no different what you're doing is saying you know I have sin that I don't really want to deal with and say that is sin I don't really want to repent of it I still want to do it but I need to make a God um, who's going to be okay with my sin and you know or you know I'm just going to pretend like there's not a God so uh, I, I don't know you see it in the Bible, you see it in real life, um, when we do things like that. And, um, in, in second Timothy chapter four, verses three through four, it says, for the time will come when they will not endure a sound doctrine, but after their own lust, shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. Um, so everybody, you know, who doesn't want to repent from their sin, um, they've got a, a scratch, a scratch, an itch that needs to be scratched. And so what they'll do is, is they'll go and they'll find what's going to fulfill them without them actually having to surrender, repent and change for the Lord. Like, Hey, forget that you've got sin in your life. Um, we all do. We're all born as sinners. Uh, but 
forget that Jesus made a way. The Father made a way. He sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. He's our Savior. So, hey, you could just say, hey, I would, I would love for him to forgive me of my wrongs. I, I am ashamed of the things I've done before. I want forgiveness. I want to be, you know, made into the image of Christ and to be a new creature and all the awesome promises and hope that, you know, God gives us. And instead, people are just going to go look for people to tell them what they want to hear. And they're going to make gods after um, who they feel like worshiping. That's going to give permission for all their lust. Um, and you just, you find so many people talking about, you know, oneness with the universe and it, but it's not, it's not a new dialogue here. You know, this has been way back, way back in, in the Bible times. Um, this, this is just not a new, new thought and the enemy doesn't usually have new tactics. You know, this, this stuff has been around for forever. Um, in First Peter two eleven, it says, "Dearly beloved, I beseech you, as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul." And then uh, James one fifteen says, "Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death." So, like God's not trying to keep things from you, you know. Like, oh, like I want you to be um, in a suit and tie and standing in line and, you know, having your punch card and living a boring life and whatever. I don't know. In my mind, that sounds really boring. Um, but we look at God as he's the enemy from happiness and it, it, oh, obviously it's a lie. Um, it is something that, that Satan has shown us to say like, oh, hey, all this other stuff, this lust and then the worldly pleasures, this is going to bring you happiness. It's God that brings you happiness. Sin brings forth death. And it, what what is First uh, Peter 2 says, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. You know, Satan wants you to believe you can write your own beauty and your own answer and your own deliverance and that there's no such thing as sin. Um, or if there is, you like, you're certainly not guilty of it. Uh, but you know, like I said, really, you're just believing the same lies from the beginning of time. Everybody else believes the same stuff uh, that reject God. And you'll find the same results and the same destruction and pain when you walk towards death and away from Christ. I mean, look at Look at the results of, of these people's lives. Um, and then Romans six twenty three for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Any truth apart from the Bible is just a lie in disguise, right? Um, it won't set you free. It won't bring your soul peace or free your mind like everybody wants you to believe. It's, um, I don't know if this is a bad example, but it's like seeing test results that show that you have cancer and then just putting a blindfold on and finding a pretend doctor who'll tell you what you want to hear, right? Um, that's, it's not the truth. It's not reality. It's not helping you, but it is just something, you know, that you would just rather hear and not deal with it. And sin is the same thing. Um, in Hebrews four twelve. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. People have feelings, right? We all have feelings. We all have experiences. Um, but nothing is sure except for the word of God. So if you are not looking at everything through the lens of the Bible, everything else is not to be trusted. It's not. That might sound like a cult to say. I don't care. <laughs> because you know what? When you look at everything else, everything else also sounds like a cult. Because it is. Um, and, and I define a cult as people who are teaching things that are uh, lies against 
the Bible. So everything needs to be looked at through the lens of the Bible. Um, and we have to really be careful because we have so many uh, Christians intermingling with worldly new age stuff. Um, and then instead of, uh, you know, we, we might say, Hey, you know, I believe in God and Christ is my savior and you might be saved. Right. And I believe the Bible's true, but I also believe this other thing here that's going to help me do this, even though it's totally against the Bible. <laughs> it's like, that's not how that works. You know, um, Jesus is the truth in the life, right? He's the only one. Um, the only way that we can get to the father is just only by him. But a lot of times, like we just try to marry the two. And I think in, in the old Bible times and God's like, Hey, don't do not take foreign wives, uh, because they will divide your heart and you will start worshiping their foreign gods. And so your heart's going to be, you know, well, I, I've got the God of Israel, but then I've also got, you know, these gods over here too. And I think sometimes we do that as well. And then Second Peter uh, chapter 1, verses 19 through 21, we have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto uh, ye do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day uh, dawn and the day star arise in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in the old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So this is Paul talking, you know, he had his experience on the road to Damascus with a bright light, you know, and he, uh, and he got saved through Jesus and started preaching Jesus. But he was telling them like, listen, we all might have experiences and stuff like that, but there's nothing, um, sure like he was saying the prophecy of old times when it was prophesying who Christ was. And so we have the Bible who, you know, what it, which is God's words. So if somebody comes up to you and says, Hey, you know what? Um, I had this miracle happen the other day and God told me, um, there's this book, you know, he sent down an angel gave it to me in the woods. And this, this is also the words of God. I think it was at the book of Mormon. Um, so if it's contrary to the word of God, then it is not what, uh, what is not from God. So you're going to take that as a, a direct, um, strategy from the enemy. You're going to look at that. Like if you're in wartime, cause Hey, we are in spiritual war and you're going to say, Oh, actually that's from the devil and that's not from Christ. So let's compare everything with scripture. Um, so we got to be careful about that. And then second Corinthians chapter 11 verses 13 through 14 for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. So are we surprised when we hear people saying false things about Christ? We're not on guard. Nobody reads the Bible anymore. Everybody's falling for this stuff. They're saying, hey, don't be surprised. Like Satan himself transforms himself as an angel of light. Um, and so it's kind of neat. Like I wrote this uh the outline for the podcast yesterday and my pastor was preaching today um pretty much on the same thing and it's just neat how god just reconfirms and reiterates exactly like hey these are the end times these are the final days you know and even even if it's not even you know back in the in the old times um you know satan is always trying to um, trap people and trick them and you can be saved, but you can definitely not be glorifying God for your life. And you can definitely be living a destructive life on earth. And I can detest, uh, of that like firsthand. Um, and it's not abundant life. Like God offers so much more, like quit wasting your time with these 
false prophets and this um, false gospel and, you know, trying to be one with the world and the universe and all this kind of stuff and, um, and really stand up for something, stand up for the truth, that something is the Bible. And that's what we need to do is really stand up for uh, the truth. Everybody else is, is fine standing up for politics and for, you know, their favorite football team, I guess, or uh, standing up for, you know, I don't know, to breastfeed or not, or whatever polarizing thing you can think of. I mean, nobody's afraid to really lift their voice and their banner for that. But oh my gosh, do you have to like actually stand firm in the word of God and like be that way? Yeah, like we should, that should be the only thing that we're that way for. Because that's the very sure, only sure thing to be that uh, way in. All right, I'm done talking. This is a really long episode, so sorry. Uh, It's just something that's just been in my heart and then also just kind of having some personal experiences of struggle and things you know I'm sure there's some of y'all that listen uh, that also have some similar struggles but my encouragement to you is just to keep seeking the Lord stay in his word rest in his promise and keep walking keep pushing through because then you will see you will come out on the other side and you will recognize oh my gosh that was just a fog I would just like walk through that Satan set for me there were so many traps in there that if I wandered from the left to the right I would have gotten ensnared you know but I kept walking in the path and that was hard and it felt confusing (laughs) and lonely at times but I kept pressing through and and I see the victory on the other side and I see the goodness of God and I see hey God never changed he's still faithful he never left me you know um but I had to trust him even when I couldn't see so I, I encourage y'all to do that um so this week I'm going to add this song to the uh podcast Spotify playlist and it's by Brian Courtney Wilson as uh, a gospel song it's called increase my faith some of the lyrics are I want to live right now, life of blessing, living the blessing you have for me, every blessing you have for me. Sometimes it feels like I'm too weighed down, running to fly, but stumbling to the ground. Then I remember that you would never, ever leave your child behind. You're with me right where I should be, and the reasons are revealed in time. I know that the Lord is preparing me for great things. I have yet to see, but in days when it's hard to believe, increase my faith. So, the song is like super upbeat and it's motivational. If you're feeling down, like turn the song up and start singing and remembering that, um, you know, faith isn't just believing in hope or, you know, just I've got faith, whatever that means. It's specifically believing in who God is and what the Bible says and resting in that. And I'll link that playla- uh, playlist again in the show notes. So if you have any questions, prayer requests, or need a physical Bible, feel free to DM me on Instagram at walkwithjesuspodcast or email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com and I will talk to y'all next Monday. Bye.